welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buchholz, and this is episode 267, a coaching session with Stephanie Shackelford, coming to you on Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. I thought you might be interested to see what a coaching session can look like. So I asked some of my Finish Your Book membership group people, if any of them would like to volunteer to be on the show, and we can talk about some of the things that they may be struggling with in the writing. So Stephanie raised her hand and very kindly volunteered to uh, share some vulnerabilities with us. And uh, she and I talked about um, where she's been with her book and where she's at with it right now. And then we talked about some ways that she could move forward uh, either in a better way for how, what she wanted to do, or in a faster way, or more efficient way, or in a way that just is going to bring her the greatest amount of joy. So if you're interested, you can go to rightnowworkshop.com forward slash writing coach and sign up for a complimentary 30 minute appointment with me to see whether or not this is something that you'd like to sign up to do. I generally have my coaching packages run for six months so we can make sure that you're getting a lot done. So that when you look back, you can think, wow, that was so totally worth it. As opposed to sometimes just meeting with somebody for a single session. Um, if it's just that you needed to get through a problem and you solve a problem, that's great. But if you're like trying to figure out how do I get myself um, to be writing and working on this book continuously and figuring out all the problems as they come up, as they come along uh, and getting to the end of the book, then a six month program might work better for you. So here is a sample of what it could look like to have a coaching session and whether you're interested in working with a writing coach, me or someone else, uh, it should give you some great ideas about things that you can ask yourself, different questions that you might ask yourself, including asking yourself how you feel when you're giving the answer to going left or right, and also ways that you can help each other, help your other writing friends. So I hope that you enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Here's Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. So today we're going to talk about your book and extraordinary magic, right? Yes. Hello, Kitty. <laughs> Hello. This is going to be really fun. You and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, we've been in different writers groups and writers organizations together, uh, and we've helped each other with uh, each other's books a lot over the last, how long, 20 plus years? Long, yeah, about that. <laughs> now, um, for anyone who's listening, who has um, written lots of books in the last 20 years, yay. But for anyone who's listening, who's maybe not finished a book in the last 20 years, or you've been working on the same book, Stephanie, how long have you probably been working on An Extraordinary Magic? 20, I think 22 years. No, 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 no. I started it. Yeah, it's been about 25 years. 25 Cause years. I, yeah, because I was in Phoenix with you at 95 to 2000. And I started it sometime around 95. Right. Wow. So the one thing is, is that you obviously adore these characters. And I can tell because of the way that we talk about them and whenever you're writing and stuff. I mean, that's part of it. You love this world too, right? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um, but if I understand right, one of the issues that you're struggling with right now is that 
the first book that you wrote is just uh, there, there's the possibility that it's just too long and you have more story in your head. So then you were trying to figure out like, how can I make this into multiple books? Is that right? Yes. So tell me a little bit about it so that I and uh, people listening understand, because I want to try to help you figure out if we can, um, you know, get you past some, some challenges and some hurdles here. No. So the story is about, uh, it's set in a mage world and People keep telling me that it's epic fantasy. I know you've called it epic fantasy. And there's a part of my brain that says it's just a romance. It's, <laughs> it's a romance set in a fantasy world. But in reality, when I looked up what epic fantasy is, part of the definition of that is that the world is, whatever happens in the story affects the entire world. It's not just a story. And that's the case in this world. It's, but it's a romance and I've lost my train of thought, Kitty. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not just about Ensorcio and Mysterion. It's right. It's not just about Ensorcio and Mysterion, who are the two main romantic characters. It's about the fact that the world is in danger because of the way magic is being done. And Ensorcio is discovering some of that and Mysterion's father is actively working against that he's he's actually one of the main forces behind what's going on in the world that is destroying magic right and so I've written this story that is that incorporates that and I've it's in this fantasy world as well as it's a story of relationships and um yeah and not just between Ensorcio and Mysterion but between her and her father between her father right. and mother right I mean you've right. got a lot of really interesting characters and all of them and this is what I understand to be part of the the challenge that you're having pretty much all of these players need to be they are a part of the story if you took one of them out you would have a problem with the story right yes yes and they all have layers which all the layers don't have to be shown in the first book but they have to be they have to be introduced yeah and so that's it, it's made the book it's made the story longer than conventional wisdom says it should be right right <laughs> so i'm trying to decide how to break it up or if to break it up and how to finish it right okay now um we've talked about the book at different times it's been different uh word links and generally we, we speak in word links so is it uh, i'm trying to remember is it around two hundred thousand words right now it's two hundred and twelve thousand, i think it's a, okay, a little longer than I thought it was too. <laughs> so, so these are the things that we know. Um, in traditional publishing, unless you've already made a big name for yourself, that's too long even for fantasy. In indie publishing, I do know people publishing books that length, but what you were saying was, but has every, anyone ever published their first book at that length? Like how can you get a reader to be 
interested enough and, and courageous enough to buy the first book in a series, it's 200,000 words, right? Right. But you've already talked about um, trying to break up your story a little bit. And how did that go? I've been trying for a couple of months to figure out how to break it up. And part of how I'm trying to figure out how to break it up is to, to figure out the trajectory of the sequel also so I know what goes in what and I thought I had found a way that would break it up where it wouldn't actually some things wouldn't be resolved but it would be the next step and but I don't really like that because yeah. I don't like a book I like books to be self-contained I don't like the book to end with well okay what happened yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that and so I wanted to be self-contained and but I kept thinking well it's I've got to do it but no matter how I tried I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to do that and I finally came to the conclusion that okay the story is the story I've got to fit this story into a package and I've sort of decided I'm gonna move over to the sequel and get at least the the main kind of the bones of the the mm -hmm. sequel yeah the the main bones the structural to see if it's going to be about the same length and if it is then i'm just going to like okay well i will find i'll find a way to find my readers i've got to get the book written yeah yeah and that's the thing is that um there's a point at which if you're happy uh, writing and playing and, and just, you know, being in this world, that's one of the most important things. But if you're going to be happier to have readers reading it, then we mm -hmm. need to finish the book and get it out into the world. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want. Yes. I want is for other readers to be reading it. Yeah. And, and I know that, uh, some of your writer friends and, and probably some of your friends who aren't writers who have read, um, big sections or, you know, previous full first drafts have been, well, okay. Seventh drafts and 12th drafts and whatever, <laughs> but, but, uh, people who have read it, they're really enjoying it. Right. That's what they say. Yeah. I'm they're one of those people. Gonna... Yeah. Who said I couldn't put it down <laughs> when I got to a certain point I couldn't put it down <laughs> good all right so a couple of things come to mind as I'm um so we're, we're recording this coaching session as a way to help people see um the the kinds of help that they might be able to get from a coach or from each other so you and I don't specifically have a um, coach and coachy, I guess, uh, relationship because we've been writers together and, and um, I don't know, not really critique partners, but we do occasionally read each other's stuff and we do a ton of like brainstorming and plot storming together and have for apparently 25 years. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> Yeah, yep, it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's some of the thoughts that come to mind. I don't know the um, the the truth and the exact uh, story, but I have heard many times people say that Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings as one book, mm -hmm. but then publishers were like, "Yeah, haha, that's not going to happen. It has to be three books." <laughs> now. 
I own them. I keep meaning to read them, you know, but when somebody says you just have to get through the first 150 pages of them walking, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to need some time when I really want to sit down and do that. Um, so, so I actually, I apologize to the world that I haven't read them yet, but my goal is to read them before I die. So I don't know how one ends and how the next begins and then how that one ends and that then the next begins. But I'm wondering if that's something that you could, um, like if, if you own them or grab them from the library or whatever, if you could go through like the last few chapters of book one and the first few chapters of book two and see how annoying it is or isn't the way that he broke the story there. And then again, from book two to three. I actually thought of that when okay. I started thinking about where I could break mine up. I, I actually read them when I was pregnant with my children. I read one when I was pregnant with one and another when I was pregnant with the oh. other. It was, it was, it was weird, but I got through the, I think I got through the third one after at, sometime after my third child was born. <laughs> Honey, we need um, to have another baby. There's another book in the series. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about, I'd pick it up and take it with me to the doctor's office. Yeah. I mean, um, and then of course I'd read it other times too, but that's what I just needed something to read at the doctor's office. And that was, I've been wanting to read this. So, <laughs> so it's been 30 years. And so I don't remember exactly where each book ended. I do, re but I do remember the movies and I think they were about, right about the same. Yeah, someone told me that movie one ended around um, chapter one or two of book two. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was very similar. Um, and so I had a thought that my, I could end this first book I could end it at a place where th there's a betrayal that happens and she, there's a point where uh, that's like at the, in the book that I've got written, it's like at the three quarter point. Mm -hmm. So there's still a quarter of the book to go while that gets resolved and then the other things get resolved. But I thought, okay, I could stop it there and have her assessment of it change just a little bit so that it's not the same emotional impact as it would be, you know, three quarters of the way of the book. Mm -hmm. So I thought about that. And that I remember thinking that feels like a Lord of the Rings ending. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, that um, Sam and Frodo, I know, I, Frodo. I'm like, <laughs> Frodo, the main character, she said, I like Sam the best. So I always forget about Frodo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sam and Frodo, you know, they're going to make it but you don't know any of the details of the next two books. So, um, and so I, I thought about that I could do that because that, that would be the way it would ending would, would end. You know, they're going to get together. She's going to forgive him. He's going to forgive himself. He then, and they're going to defeat the, the villain. Yeah. 
but you don't know how. So I could do that. I don't want to though. I keep trying to, to do it and I, it's like, no, the story is this. <laughs> it's, a, it's about how they resolve that. And that's the important part of that. But I can't just start there and write that story because there's all this beginning stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's so keeping in mind that you've got um, two major stories, you've got the relationship story and you've got the, how all of these things come together to affect the world story. Um, so the relationship story, um, because it, uh, if it were a romance period, rom mm -hmm. so I, I don't want to say just a romance, but a romance with no other storyline, then right. it is 100% about the relationship. But when there's an additional storyline and I, I read your book and I don't see the romance as being the number one storyline. I see it as being the number two storyline because this world is going to end if people don't stop doing what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, everyone is going to die in some horrific way or whatever. I don't remember exactly. Well, magic will no longer be able to be done is basically how it's going to end. But yes. I remember there's some, there's some storms and the storms can kill yeah. people, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's the part I remember. I knew that there was death in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, so if they have a, a relationship, um, they fall in love, they get married, they have children and the stuff that has to do with the magic in the world and the magic storms and, and all these problems never gets resolved, then that is going to completely affect their lives. And it's not really going to be very romantic sounding and feeling because, right. you know, there could be death and destruction coming. <laughs> um, but when you look at the, and, and this, um, I don't want to tell you what to do or what to think, but I'm trying to help you to see other ways of looking at things. So if you look at the romance storyline as the secondary and the primary storyline as all of these other relationships and the motivations and goals and the conflicts that are happening between these other people that are creating conflict that is completely uh, changing their actual world that they live in. I think that most people maybe would agree that that is a bigger story and a bigger conflict than, you know, mm -hmm. will she love him and will he love her? even though that is of course wonderful. I mean, I love romances. I'm always the one being, uh, you know, somebody will tease me about, uh, you know, what Star Wars about? Well, it's about when, you know, Leia and Han and they're like clashing and then eventually they fall in love. Of course, that's not what Star Wars is about. <laughs> it is one of the main things. I have pillowcases on my bed right now that have Princess Leia's braids and it says I love you and then John's pillowcase has uh Han Solo's gun and it says I know oh, yeah. I love that. that's good <laughs> <laughs> so of course the romance is a huge part of it and um finding out that Luke and Leia are brother and sister and you're like oh my gosh thank goodness you didn't kiss that would have been so awful <laughs> you're like these are big moments and it's a big storyline. And in fact, their relationship continues into, you know, the other movies, regardless of what you think about it, the relationship does continue. Yeah. Um, it's very, very interesting to me 
when I see that as they got older and they had a child and then, um, you know, things that you would think would be the, all the right things to do for their child. Uh, and then the child turns into the next evil and you're like, what? And then, you know, they separate and you're like, oh my gosh. So, so there's still this relationship going through multiple, let's just say that they were books. It'd be going through the multiple books. So definitely it is something that you could successfully do. Um, but it would require you looking at your, at your story, you know, you'd have to change how you looked at your story in order to be able to feel like ending it here or here, you know, wouldn't really change the story. But if my focus becomes more on, um, will they be able to, uh, convince people of this problem and help fix it? and help save, you know, what's happening to the world. If that is the big storyline and the second storyline is the two of them also falling in love, then so long as we've gotten um, some closure on the big storyline by the end of book one, at least enough closure to call it, like when you think of TV seasons, what is the name of the show that we just binge watched? Um, it's also fantasy and it has bone, shadow and bone. Oh, have you seen that okay. on Netflix? I have not seen it. Yeah. Is it yeah. good? I have to admit that as much as I was afraid that it would be a little too um, like teen angsty sort of thing, I really, really enjoyed it. And John watched the whole thing all the way through with me too, because oh. there's lots of magic. And lots of, you know, there's um, some evil, of course, and then people who are trying to just like survive um, and the different ways that they're doing that. And then the people who are fighting evil, it's some of them, it's not necessarily because they're the good guys. It's just because that this is how they need to get, you know, their goals accomplished. Um, But at the end of the first season, um, they haven't of course, they haven't um, completely banished evil, um, but they've gotten they've gotten to a point where they had a success, and you see that there is going to be, um, you know, more to the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, on the other hand, I read a first book in fantasy that I really liked all the way through. What I didn't like was really just the last two or three pages. And maybe that's something that we could work on Um, where it was the last two or three pages that made me feel like there really should be like more chapters in the book, as opposed to this is letting me know that there's going to be a new book. Like it was very frustrating Hmm. to have been left in that way. Not necessarily frustrating to have been left. Uh-huh. Okay. So I wonder if um, that three-quarter mark where you were thinking, well, I, I think I might be able to, because um, so three quarters of 200,000 words would give you 150,000 words. That's, I would think that would be pretty reasonable for a fantasy of your kind of story. So it's, it's that, something. That buddies it more. <laughs> What's that? That, that. On one level, it's helpful. I need to rethink this and and think of it as the the world issues being the first, the main story. 
and the romance being the second. But if I do that, it actually muddies it more because the world issues weren't resolved. The romance was somewhat resolved. Okay. At that three quarter mark. But so where are we at with the world issues at the three quarter mark? At the three quarter mark. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> or, or, or less. I mean, there, the rest of the, the, the bulk of the rest of the book is about resolving that. Okay. What needs to be about resolving that. A lot of it is about the relationship that, that what I have written now, but mm -hmm. I need to write some more about how, what, how it gets resolved or, well, it doesn't really get resolved. It looks like it gets resolved. Yeah. I was just going to suggest that because even in Lord of the Rings, you know, we're, we haven't resolved um, the biggest problem at the end of book one. We've gotten to a place where uh, and, and I have to be careful how I give this as an example, since I haven't read the books, I've only watched the movies, which is not the same. And I do understand that. <laughs> but from a story perspective, um, what is uh, uh, so kind of like when you go on a trip, if I'm going to, oh, for heaven's sakes, if I were to go to visit you from where I live now, we'll been a different conversation if I was in California or in the state if we still lived in the same city and state um but if I was to uh to go visit you now like there is me getting to Copenhagen which is the nearest airport which is technically another country even though it's only half an hour away <laughs> that mm -hmm. probably you know is not going to be a, a huge part of the story unless um you know, bandits take over the train and the train gets like hijacked and kept on the bridge. And now we're neither in Cop in Denmark nor Sweden. And then we're not even talking about a book where I'm going to see you. We're talking about a book about, you know, bandits on a train or something, right? <laughs> but otherwise, so I go to Copenhagen, I get on a plane, it's going to take me two or three plane rides to get to you. And so, you know, each one is going to have its own versions of what happens next one of them the worst one to me is where you have to end up in in somebody's customs line that's you're you're the most tired and it's the most boring thing ever <laughs> and the other you forget that you had an apple in your bag that you meant to eat and didn't eat and now you're in trouble because you have an apple in your bag you know <laughs> these are these are definitely conflicts for me but um so if the story ended when i got to your house then the story is my road trip adventure. Um, but it doesn't mean that the second book can't be about what you and I do after I arrive. And the fact that I arrive at your house and we haven't actually done anything yet, except for like scream and jump up and down and hug each other, um, doesn't really mean that um, we've left it at an unsatisfactory place so long as we haven't, um, I haven't don't know. At, you haven't really hinted at anything else that needs to be done. Yeah. Right? Or even if you and I, even if I fly there because you and I are going to do one of those uh, train trips across America, writing a novel as we go kind of thing that we've uh -huh. heard about. Um, if, if as a reader, I know that this is book one because it says book one on the cover and I get to your house 
And that is more or less the end of book one. But I know that there are more books. Otherwise, it wouldn't say book one on the cover, even if book two isn't out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, as the reader, I'm like, okay, well, that was quite an adventure just to get to, you know, Stephanie and where the train is. So my goodness, what's going to happen once they get on the train? That must be book two. Um, so I think that the part of the breaking the story up, I mean, we've got to figure out a way to have enough of a wrap up of a story to make it feel like, all right, well, I see that they, you know, they did this and they did this. And then like at the end of um, Smoke and Bone, I'm not going to like give anything away to to ruin it for somebody who's like, and I need to go see this, including you in case you decide to go see it. But there is something that happens that as a TV series, we kind of expect like, whew, you get to that moment where you're like, whew, okay. And then a few seconds of something and then closing credits. So that's, that's the teaser to get you to watch the next series of TV, right? Right. That's the part that we might not always like in a book. So if we just don't put in that, that teasing to the point where it really is irritating, just letting you know that obviously the story isn't finished because I, I haven't saved the world yet. Right. Might be a way to do it so that it's satisfactory for you and the reader. So in, in all of the saving of the world part, um, my guess is, is that there are some stages. I mean, first she's got to be able to convince I'm I'm basing what I'm saying here on um, my memory of your book and also I'm kind of making stuff up just to give you some ideas Mm -hmm. but um like first she has to believe that there's something she and and Sorcio have to believe that there really is something going on so that they have the idea to even explore it then they learn more then they need to convince some more people there are people in charge they need to be convinced by somebody in the meantime, bad things are happening and then more bad things get worse. So, so now looking at like the entirety of the story of saving the world and knowing that that is a couple of books long, like what part can be, what part can we get to where it's like, phew, we finally convinced the council and, and now they're going to you know, so-and-so is being kicked off the council and won't be able to, you know, influence them in this way. And so things are going to get better. And, and that maybe could be enough to be like, whew, we get that sense of, ah, we've, we've, we've solved this. But even though we know in our mind, when is book two coming out? (laughs) Because we haven't actually saved the world yet. We've just gotten to a stage of it, kind of with the multiple airplane trips to get to your house. I'm not sure if you, I, I'm not sure if you're helping or if you're making it longer. <laughs> I do worry about your 25 year journey in this book. I mean, the 212,000 words that we're talking about now isn't even everything that you have in this story. Cause you've also, Goodness, no. oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you've come up with some side stories and you have uh, ideas oh, yeah. and some writing down for a sequel and a prequel, right? Oh yeah. I've got at least 75,000 on the sequel and that doesn't even have all the 
parts that I know of already. So when you said you had some of the sequel down, I thought you meant like 10 or 20,000 words, but you've already got 75,000. Well, I wrote, I wrote 50,000 in Nano, (laughs) NaNoWriMo, so in November, and I've been writing on it since, so at least 75 or 80,000. All right, so let's just like put that whole idea over here and talk about one other idea that I had. Okay. Okay, so here's another what if. What if, because, you know, at some point we will all die and you won't be able to work on this story anymore. (laughs) No one else will know what I've written. (laughs) That's right. What if you made the best story that you could and put it out there and you chose to be happy with having two or 300 readers or two or 3000 readers and just be like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, I know you're going to have at least 20 readers because That's at least true. 20 of your friends are That's like, true. okay, when are you I'll actually going to finish least 20. Might even have a hundred. I think about a hundred friends would buy my book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and when you get to the point where the hundred and first person, somebody that you don't even know has bought your book and tells their friends. Now we're talking about finding, a, you know, an audience who really does want to read book two, even if it's 200,000 words. So if you looked at, I'm going to tell a story that I want to tell, and I'm going to publish it myself, and I'm going to find the readers, and I'm going to be happy to have put my book out the way that I want, even if it has, you know, possibly, because you don't know, but, but you know that one of the challenges is, is that you may not get as much, as many readers. Right. But what if I said to myself, I'm okay with that because this is a story that I want to tell. I've been telling it and I keep not publishing it because mostly traditional guidelines telling you that the story is too long, right? I mean, for the most part, your friends and editors have told you that the story is good, but too long. So if you just took out the but part, then you've already had people telling you the story is good. Yeah. Yes. I've had people telling me the story is good. Yes. Okay. So then if you said, okay, this is a story, it's 212,000 words. I should probably make sure that someone who's not me (laughs) goes through and just make sure if there's any place where I've been repetitive, we'll just, you know, trim it and tighten it. If there's any place where um, there was something that you said earlier um, uh, that, I think that you might've said something earlier that there might be some parts of the romance that, that maybe could be tightened a little bit. Um, can't remember exactly. I don't remember saying that, but yes, there, there probably is. Yes. So let's just say we take the 212,000 word story and we say, this is the beginning and this is the end. And I've told the whole story that I wanted to tell. And now it's just a matter of making it the best possible version. So making sure that I I'm not being repetitive, that I'm not saying, um, you know, the same thing in, in two different scenes, you know, like I already said that I just have to trust the readers going to remember it and believe it. And, you know, um, making it the best possible version and just saying, there it is, that's book one. And now for consistency's sake, you wouldn't want, uh, book one to be 200,000 words and book two to be a hundred and book three to be a hundred. Right. My guess is but the story that you have in your head, that is probably not the problem, right? <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to be the problem. <laughs> now, how does it, 
when you um, when you think about how you felt when we were talking about um, you know finding a way to cut it so that it's a little bit closer to um, what people normally would be expecting in a in a fantasy book as far as word length. Think about how you felt about when we were talking about that now and at other times and how you feel with this idea of what if I just published my book the way that I know that it's good, the way that I wanted to tell the story, how does that feel? Like, so comparing, because your, your gut does often yeah. give you some information about like which choice is going to work best for you. Before we did this, I was, I mean, I, I felt pretty strongly that I was just going to tell the story that needed to be told. I was going to make it the best story that I could. And I was going to, and I was trying to make sure the sequel is about the same length. That's probably where I'm going to end, but you've given me a few things to think about. Um, the, the example of the road trip story is helpful. And also the, um, the, the fact that the world and what's going on with the world is the main part of the story. I need to keep hearing that because I keep discounting it by saying it's just a romance, but it's, you're right. It is much more than a romance. The romance is a big part of it, but it's a story about this world that's in danger. Yeah, because people are misusing the resources that are in the world and causing the world to self-destruct. Yeah. I think that we can safely say that when a storyline has an end of the world aspect to it, it is probably not. And, and I'm as a romance writer, I am being um, uh, just using this word not to be offensive, but it isn't just a romance. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe you might be able to make an argument for, um, what is it called? Warm-blooded? Uh, there is a zombie movie where the teenage boy and a teenage girl zombie fall in love. Um, okay, I don't think I've heard of that it's, one. it's very weird and funny. And, and maybe you could make an argue, argument that that is a love story primarily and a zombie end of the world story secondary, secondarily. Um, though I think most people would go, that's a zombie story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yours is not even that, um, yours isn't even in that kind of a gray area. It seems to me, I think that you love these characters and so do I, which is why I want to read the final version. (laughs) Um, but there are so many other things happening in their lives besides, you know, like, um, if, if you, have some time, either a romance novel that's on your shelf or, um, you know, one from the library or on your Kindle or something. But um, if you even skim through like an actual just romance where the entire story is really just the romance, I mean, at most you'll have um, some some things where uh, business, you know, two business people are in conflict. Um, maybe uh, somebody who is... Um, trying to uh, stop development in an area is the, I I read one where um, she's uh, trying to stop development in an area and he's trying to develop an area, sort of like two weeks notice, you Uh know, I mean, 
that that is really about the romance because nothing really major or or important happens even in two weeks notice uh, for for all the good that she did in the world like we don't really see much she saved a building and um and she helped some people and that that's great i mean that's wonderful and anybody would want that to be you know part of their legacy in their life but but it doesn't really change the world that we know right. it doesn't change our planet right your story it changes the world that we know <laughs> you're right yes so so i definitely do want to encourage you and in fact now i know one way to to help you is to keep on helping you to remember that this is a big story and the romance as well but it's not a romance with a big story wrapped around it <laughs> That, that actually is helpful. Um, I might be able to take out some things at the beginning and just refer to them right? because they're part of the relationship. Okay. I might be. Anyway, I, I, you've given me some things to think about. Now, I don't want to have given you things to think about that takes you, you know, another year down some, some rabbit trails. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. I, um, I've, I've given myself a little bit of time to make sure the bones of the sequel are in place. So I know what I need to write. Good. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to go through the first book one more time. And then I'm going to give it to somebody to look at, to make sure, like you said, that I'm not repeating myself and that it, that it flows. Yeah. So end of the year at the latest. Awesome. Yay. And listen, maybe, maybe sooner. So, so what is your, especially, you know, to other people listening, like what is your feeling and, and would you even want to make the suggestion of advice or would you just want to explain what's your feeling about, I know this book isn't um, the traditional length, but otherwise I love it the way it is. And this is what I want to write. And I'm just going to do it. I mean, that's, that's what I think that I'm seeing in you. Yes, that's, that's what, that's what you're seeing. I would, I, the advice I would give people would be to not jump into that quickly because there's the tendency to, well, I've written it. It's a wonderful story. Therefore I'm going to try to publish it. There's that mentality when you when you try to fit it into what's conventional you start looking at it a little more critically but it's that my looking at it critically and trying to take away pieces i actually did take away or cleaned up and and polished pieces of it but when, when i kept trying to to make it smaller it's like i can't take this out this is crucial I can't, I can't combine these two events because they have to build on each other or, but it took a lot of work. And so the advice I would say is not jump to that point too quickly. And for people who have been working on the same story like you for over a decade, how, what's, what are your thoughts, you know, now that you've gone through all this on how to get past and get to the end? Um, do remember that you only have today that you're sure of. Well, and even you're not even sure of the rest of the day, but 
you don't know what's going to be in the future. You may live 50 more years or you may live five days. So write it and get it published soon. Finish it. Yeah, finish it. Yeah, yeah, finish it. Take the time that you need to finish it and make it the best you can make it, but don't put it off too long. Work on it. Yeah, yeah, don't put it off too long. Awesome. Listen, I have no idea, you know, when I talk to people, how much I'm really helping or, or when I'm going to like throw them off track a little bit. It's one of the things that, um, that I guess any human being, uh, is going to be in that position for any kind of advice or help or teaching or anything else that people give. But, um, but I know that you in your deepest part of you, knows what to do with your story. So I just want to encourage you, don't be nervous. Definitely don't be afraid. You have a gift of storytelling and the story is so interesting. People have already told you that they really like it. They want to read the whole thing. And I love that you have decided you are going to finish it and you're going to make it the best story that you can, but it's going to come out on a day when you stop working on it. I'm very, very excited and happy for you that you've made that decision. Thank you. And it is because of you that I've reached this point. Oh, I appreciate that. You, <laughs> you, you may think you're not helping people or not sure you're helping, but you are very encouraging. Just, just the way you listen to people, the way you hear what they say. And I know the things that you've said to me have helped to help me to Aww. believe in myself in ways that I always found difficult. Thank Aww. you. I wish I could hug you right now through the screen. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for also being so willing to be, um, to put yourself out there. And, um, and I really do believe that us going through um, this kind of coaching process is going to help the people listening. There's going to be some people who are like, you know what, I think that's what I needed to hear today. So thank you for, for being vulnerable in that way and, and helping other people too. You're welcome. Thank you.